When I was an army chaplain, my soldiers asked me all kinds of questions about God, life, relationships, the Bible, and I answered them as best I could. They also called me Padre. Welcome to the Dear Padre podcast where I um, try to answer the questions of the day. And today, I want to ask you if you've ever worked in a place that forced you to smile, where you had to smile at everybody. I've worked in places like this where you had to be cheerful. Um, it was your job to be happy. Um, you have a lot in common with Nehemiah, if that's true. And I kind of jump into the recording, so just kind of take it from where I pick up. See, even though there wasn't an official policy of smiling, uh, it was expected that retail employees uh, are cheerful, that we like what we're doing, that I love this job. This is the best place ever to buy something. You're going to love coming here. Um, and if you've ever had a job where you were hired for emotional empathy or empathetic work, which is cheer cheerfulness, it can be exhausting, especially when you're having a bad day, especially when things are rough, and especially when the city of Jerusalem lies in ruins. Nehemiah, uh, his world, uh, even though he lives in, this, in the Persian kingdom, his heart is in Jerusalem. He prays every morning facing that temple, facing that direction. Um, that is where his heart is. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. This is Nehemiah seeking first the kingdom of God by every morning praying towards Jerusalem and then feeling that sorrow in his heart that the city doesn't have any walls, that Jerusalem lies in disgrace. The first thing they built was the temple and there was great rejoicing as you remember from the Ezra reading. But now uh, it's the whole city. It's where people live. The walls of the city will give them the ability to be safe from danger. The walls of the city will give them a sense of boundaries and unity. It'll confine them uh, in some ways to focus on what they have right there in the city. The city has been destroyed. Its infrastructure, its walls, its gates, everything about it. And the government and anything that was running in it is gone. But Nehemiah wants to build it back. So the walls are symbolic for much more, for life, for living, for starting a new community in the, in the ruins of the city. Our job as Christians is to do the same thing, to build among the ruins, to see what has fallen apart and to work to build, rebuild it. Um, that is that is a, not an easy job. Sometimes it's easy, easier to start over. Um, and yet, as Christians, we are, we are constantly reminded that God is doing this with us. God has come into our life that, is, that lies in ruins. God has come into our walls that have fallen down and has started a new work in it. And there's lots of opposition. Uh, Sam Ballot and Tobiah, these two men, who seem to have a lot of influence. Um, they seem to have some sort of authority and power beyond their just normal um, personhood. Hard to know what kind of officials they are, but they, they are opposed to the project. They want Jerusalem to be weak. They don't ever want it to be strong again. And when God is doing a work rebuilding our walls and rebuilding our lives, there are opposition. There is opposition to that. Sometimes it's personified by a person, or sometimes it's internal. 
Sometimes it's spiritual. It can be a lot of different things. The Sanballats and Tobias in your life that say, it's not worth it. Why bother? Just let, the, let everything keep falling apart. And Sanballat and Tobias' voices are loud, but they simply are voices, and they are just loud voices. They have no authority over Nehemiah. All they can do is be the brakes, dragging themselves along, opposing him at every turn, but the project continues. And going back to that smiling in the, in the king's court, it is Nehemiah's inability to smile that results in the walls of Jerusalem being rebuilt. It is his authenticity. It says when, when the king says, why aren't you smiling? Nehemiah gets scared. He gets, he's terrified um, because it seems like there's a penalty for not smiling in the presence of the king. And he, he might pay it. And yet the king listens to him when he tells about how sad he is about Jerusalem. So Nehemiah is in Jerusalem. Uh, he doesn't do it out in front of everybody. He goes at night to survey the damage of the walls. Um, he doesn't make a big show of it. And yet the word gets around. Um, this is how God rebuilds us, not always out in the daylight. Sometimes it's in the dark night of the soul that our lives are rebuilt by God. It is in those quiet moments and in the times when nobody's watching, but we're alone with our thoughts and with our God and with our feelings. And that's when God forges in us that plan that God is building. So if you're in the dark night of the soul today, even though the sun is bright out there, um, perhaps you've been through that in recent days. That is a sign that God is rebuilding you. Nehemiah is walking around the walls. He is at work because God is at work. God was at work in Jerusalem even before Nehemiah got there. And that is what God does for us as well. Amen. Almighty God, whose most dear Son went not up to joy, but first he suffered pain, and entered not into glory before he was crucified, mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. Through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And a collect for mission on 58. Lord Jesus Christ, who did stretch out thine arms of love on the hard wood of the cross, that everyone might come within the reach of thy saving embrace, so clothe us in thy spirit that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those who do not know thee to the knowledge and love of thee, for the honor of thy name. Amen.